Hello, everybody. How are you? I hope you're having a wonderful day. I'm back. I'm back and back. Oh, that's hard to do. I'm back. Tony Purdue is back. Yeah, I'm back on the internet radio. I'm not even hitting any notes. I'm just going all over the place. But I don't care. I do what I want. I ain't following no rules of the man. Nah, I mean, so I hope y'all are having a glorious day. I just wanted to get back on this microphone here and do a little more talking. Do another one of these here podcasts that the kids are talking about. I've been doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And uh, I've been just meaning to do another one of these, but it's been a little while. I have a bad habit about when I get into something, I do it for a while and I get obsessed with it and then I'm on to the next thing. But I'm trying to break the cycle. I want to do this a little bit anyway, try to do some stuff. So it is, what is it? not june it's may the 20th today it's it's a sunday been seeing lots of sunday drivers that's for sure but uh yeah last night i had another show for my my group which is just me tony purdue overdrive and it's sort of a weird mashup of some of my acoustic country stuff and then uh my new electronic stuff which is sort of I don't know what you would, I call it Electrobilly, but it's sort of a mix of, of influences I like, and especially most of it's electronic. Um, it's sort of a synth wave electro mixed with a little bit of country here and there, a little rockabilly, a little soul music. I just, I love synthesizers, and I've always wanted to do something with it, but I've never been a keyboard player. I'm not really a keyboard player, but I'm learning. But I tell you what, I love to fiddle with knobs. I love to tweak them. I like to tweak them real hard. And uh, yeah, that's been that's been one of the main things I enjoy about it is just sound. I was um, a while back. I yeah, I've still been doing the ancestry thing and investigating that and learning about my ancestors. And uh, one of the cool things I found out about. Um, some of the Purdue's and different families from back in the day in uh, Ireland and and uh, all that, England and France, I found out that a lot of my, uh, not ancient, I, I don't know if you would call it ancient, but anyway, a lot of my ancestors, they were bell founders, which means literally they, they made bells. They made those giant bells like you hear in churches and stuff like that. And, you know, they used to be a lot more elaborate because they'd have a whole system of bales. Bales. <laughs> there, there comes my Coleman coming out. They'd have a whole system of, of bells, you know, that would play a song and stuff. It's pretty cool because they didn't really have a uh, MP3 player back then, I guess. And... Uh, so that's pretty cool. So I got to thinking about that. I'm like, you know, my ancestors, I can't talk today. I need more coffee. My ancestors were bell founders. 
So they kind of, they were into the sounds and the tones of uh, different sounds and just uh, the tones of different sounds. But they were into different sounds. So I'm like, maybe that sort of transferred over. That's Maybe that's why I'm so into this synthesizer stuff. And a lot of it is sound manipulation and sound design, kind of, which I'm really, really digging and I think another part of it is I miss uh, when I did TV for so much, uh, so long, working in the control room and editing and doing different things in a small control room. You've got controls all around you, and you're rolling over to the one thing, and then you're rolling over to the next. And uh, when I worked at, it, used to be 52, and now it's uh, 27. But when I worked over there, it's kind of like you know we didn't have. They didn't have a huge budget or anything. It was just a low-power station, which I think we did some pretty cool stuff for, for our budget. I'm used to working on a shoestring budget. But so a lot of the times I would be directing a show or something like that, and I would have to actually be usually uh, the best scenario for that small setup was to have a director a person that was sort of running the tape decks or, you know, later on the just rolling the that beautiful bean footage and all that stuff, and then an audio person. And that was for a small setup. But, you know, a lot of times it got to where it was harder to, uh, to have a full crew there, and a lot of people were volunteers, so they had a lot of other stuff going on. So anyway, so a lot of shows I did, I would actually be director, <laughs> I would be running all the tapes and uh, different things like that, and I would be running sound. So I would sort of be going back and forth and uh, pressing a button here, flipping a switch here, running over here, trying to time it just right. So I think I sort of, for some some sick reason, <laughs> I miss that, being able to, to flip back and forth and sort of uh, be able to to make sure everything's working together in unison, as they say. And I think that's kind of a cool thing. It's just, it's almost like you're playing the studio. And that's sort of like there's, um, even though it's television and it's a different deal, but it's still you're controlling a sort of media thing. But like um, artists and producers like Brian Eno, the people like that, they created new sounds because they sort of played the studio, you know. They were using effects and different sounds to sort of create new kinds of music. And I think that's really cool. That's, uh, and I've, I've thought about it. And I sort of, uh, my original idea that I got from this, I love The Clash. And I, I'm a r real big fan of The Clash. I like Joe Strummer. He was a big inspiration to me. And, you know, he tried a lot of, uh, he did a lot of experimentation later on. You know, they were, they were a punk band. But then later on, they started doing some interesting things and just sort of mixing it up and trying different things. And then some people were like, what is this? You know, this is not punk rock. You're not supposed to be doing that kind of stuff. But he did it anyway. And, you know, the whole band, they tried some different things. And then later on, even Joe Strummer, Solo, he did some interesting things, like uh, I used to have a Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros album. That was pretty cool. But anyway, my, my point is, my point being that um, one of the cool things that I like, that one, a quote from him that really uh, brought something home is 
he said, you know, some people are opposed to computers or electronic stuff. It just doesn't fit with music, they don't think. But um, he said, you know, I, I forgot the exact quote, but it was pretty much, he was saying a song is a song and whatever tool you use to create that song is just, just the sound, you know, you're not really, um, and that's the way I am. And I, I know people look at it differently, but I'm a songwriter slash singer, songwriter, producer, whatever you want to call it. So it's like, I'm, my goal is to create a song and make it unique or make it good, you know, make it memorable or whatever I want to do at that moment. But to me, it's a means to an end. So the diff, whatever sound that I want to make, that I want to put in a song, that's what's important. What makes the song what it is, wherever the song comes from, which, you know, comes from the universe or from God or something. Cause I just, I channel it, you know, I don't, I don't know if I can even take credit for a lot of it. Cause I don't, I have no idea where it comes from. It just sort of appears. And, um, so I love, uh, it's strange, and I'll I'll go through a dry spell for a while, and then all of a sudden I'll start just churning them out, and I've sort of done that recently when I went went uh, sort of off the deep end and started doing a doing electronic stuff, and a lot of what what was sort of held me back was the computer thing because a lot of you can do a lot of great music on computer nowadays, of course, mostly electronic stuff. But um, you can just do it with a laptop. You know, the technology is so amazing, but it just never felt right to me or it never felt like I, a musical instrument. I felt like I wanted to check my email or, you know, see what's going on on Facebook. Oh, crap, I'm supposed to be making music. So uh, I'm not opposed to laptops and stuff. I'm trying to be op more open-minded about things. But anyway, but when, uh, when a Kai sort of came out with the newer MPCs, uh, samplers, drum machines. They sort of, they realized a lot of people didn't like the whole computer workflow. So you can use them as standalone. And that's really what made a big difference to me. I mean, it there's a learning curve. Uh, it's probably not as bad as some machines, but sort of it gave me a workflow that I really uh, like. And it, cause it's all, I don't have a computer there that I don't have to have a computer there to uh, make music, but I'm still making stuff there that's in a realm that I, I didn't have before. And I think that was one of the main things that was holding me back. It was just the workflow. It, I would get real frustrated and I do a lot on computers and I have over the years, of course, everybody does now, but a lot of, you know, creative things like video editing uh, you know, audio stuff, of course, audio editing, graphics and all that. So I'm, I'm no novice to using computers for things like that, but it's like when you're having to learn a whole new workflow from scratch, but you're trying to be creative at the same time, it can get frustrating. So anyway, but shout out to Akai because they've really, uh, they've been around a long time though. You know, that's really that's how a lot of, uh, well, not, not the b very beginning of hip hop, but like definitely 90s hip hop and, and on from there, that was a big uh, element in a lot of hip hop, you know, producers creating. I think before then it was more like 808 drum machines and stuff, but 
but it's really cool with an NPC. You know, you can use samples and uh, there's a lot of different things you can do with it. So I feel like I'm doing a commercial, but it, it's, it's been really cool. I've really, really had a good time. And that was one of the things, you know, um, that's, that's one of the reasons I started doing what I've done lately and just trying some different things because I was honestly, I was kind of getting burnt out just doing, uh, the same kinds of songs and I just wanted to shake things up and make it harder for me as far as, um, give me, it, it's harder in some ways, but in another way it's easier because it gives me more tools to use. But now it's like a painter with extra colors. It's like, which color do I need to use for this one? Should I use this color for this painting? Which shade of this should I use? So it's cool in some ways because it gives me more options. But then in other ways, having a limit, limited option is sometimes good in a way too. Like a lot of the root stuff, you know, when you're just sitting there with a guitar or a banjo or whatever and you're just singing or just playing a tune that that will never go out of style and that's that's the whole thing about this and anybody a songwriter or a song is so important to me that's more important than anything um as far as a musical thing because Without the song, you can't, you can't, you know, lay these awesome melodies on, on top of something or without a structure, you know, without some sort of uh, thing that exists that comes, I can't talk, that just comes out of the, out of the blue. But anyway, I'm not sure where I was going with that, but, but I'm, I'm all about the song and whatever, um, whatever helps the song to to be the best song it can be is the most important thing in my opinion and to me that's some of the greatest band members i've ever played with they understand that and they just want to do what's best for the uh the overall sound the song the the big picture and that's the way i've always wanted to be too i mean honestly i'm a singer songwriter because that's the way my brain works but you know there's so many great uh great musicians out there that their brain works differently they're just so uh what would you call it they're just so disciplined and they really care about crafting good melodies or you know playing guitar really well playing the keyboard really well playing with themselves no i'm just kidding that's what i do though I'm, my new show i'm just playing with myself on stage my instruments anyway but um yeah yeah, so it's just, it's cool because like anything else, I think different kinds of people, when you get different kinds of people that have their own strengths together in a band, that's when a band really uh, excels. Uh, I think that's a great formula. You just, you know, you just try to find people that, um, that complement each other. And I mean that even more so than um, just musically, but actually, not. I almost said physically. They complement each other physically, but you know what I mean. But they complement each other emotionally or spiritually. I look at it like that. You know, there's a, there's a chemistry there. It's 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 like being in a relationship. It's really strange if you've if you've never actually been in a band. You know, 
it's uh, interesting. You got all these different personalities sort of working together. So it's an interesting thing. But just FYI for anyone wondering, I I love my band. I love I love Mr. Freddie. I love Andy. I love Mike. All those guys. They're they're my brothers as far as I'm concerned. The only reason I'm doing this new thing just I've been doing by myself right now is I'm just trying different ideas and I want to I want to uh you know just <laughs> just push out of my comfort zone and it being the case that I don't even know what the heck I'm doing yet I'm just creating it as I go you know it's not really it's not really ready for other people uh to be involved I don't think because I have to sort of create still what it actually is and I mean that can change but I think that's where I'm at with that but it's it's so cool with technology though you can do so many things just by yourself and it's a lot of fun it's a challenge you know it's really a challenge the biggest challenge I think though is freaking moving all that dang equipment <laughs> that is the worst so much equipment because and especially if I'm running behind and uh, I'm just trying to hustle and roll all the tents out and and just run back and forth and I, by the time I'm about to have to play I'm sweating more than James Brown and I'm not even I'm not even dancing yet you know I I need to do more dance and I need to add that to the show I'm literally trying to put every element of anything you can imagine into my show and I've I've uh I was I received a high compliment last night at the show that someone said uh, that it reminded them of Twin Peaks or <laughs> something. Because I've got some weird kind of in-between ambient effects and stuff I've created to sort of, uh, you know, give it a vibe. That's, that's kind of where I'm going with this. Instead of just a, uh, just a band playing and, you know, they have stops. And a lot of times they'll have a cool lead singer or someone sort of, touching base with the crowd or sort of joking around or they've got something interesting to say, which is cool, but I've sort of, I've tried sort of to get away from that a little bit anyway, not not completely because I'm who I am and I'm going to talk and I'm going to say weird things, you know. I know you're surprised I would say something weird, but it's just the way I am. It's not, I don't think it's weird though, really. I think it's just who I am, and I just, my mind, my mind works really quickly, but only in certain ways. Like, I feel like I'm really smart in certain ways. Other ways, I'm just really lacking, like, mathematics. I can do, you know, math that I need to do, that I have to do to live and things like that. But it's, it's really a struggle for me. Like, my brain is so different that, it's like that part of my brain is really struggles with that kind of, um, I think, analytical thing. And uh, I can be analytical and I can even be technical. But I think a lot of my technical stuff has to do with sort of visual, uh, visual memory. Does that make any sense? Sort of like I can visualize things in my head. So when I'm thinking about how I'm going to, work a control room or work a um work a uh, bunch of keyboards and synths and stuff i'm thinking about uh just the, the how it's laid out and how i'm gonna move from one thing to the other there's a there's a uh, a flow a chi if you will 
And of course, practice makes perfect. You mess with something enough and you're, you sort of get a feel for it and you, you figure out what it can do. And that's kind of what I like to do. I like to go beyond, over the edge of what it really should be and then dial it back a little bit. And then you, it's sort of like a, um, like a Bronco or, you know, like a bucking Bronco, you know, you're about to fall off. It's wild. But then eventually it, I don't want to say broken. I love animals, but, you know, eventually you sort of tame it and you're able to, it becomes your friend, you know, and you're able to work together. And then, but before it was just, it was too much, but you're just hanging on for dear life. And that's what I like to do. Hang on for dear life. I think it's a uh, lot of fun. Not literally, but, you know, just figuratively in a, uh, in a creative sense. Because I feel like if you don't try to push past boundaries, then you're not really accomplishing a whole lot. I mean, it's cool if you want to be in a bar band, then nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, I've heard some awesome bar bands that, I mean, they play some great cover music. I've kind of not dissed people, but like... <sighs> I've kind of been sometimes down on like so many cover bands, but I shouldn't be that way because they serve a purpose and they're a lot of fun. And you have to, be, you really have to be a really talented musician to play in a cover band because you, you have to be able to nail those parts. You know, the stuff I do, I do covers too. I don't consider, I've never considered myself a cover band or in a cover band, but I did especially with the rockabilly stuff, we did do quite a few covers, but, you know, they're fun. And some of the covers are so sort of, I don't want to say rare, because in rockabilly and country music, you probably wouldn't call them rare, but maybe to the general public. So it's almost like you're just bringing a, a more rare type song out there so it doesn't feel as much like a cover. It's not like you're playing Sweet Home Alabama or something. But anyway, but shout out, you know, to those hardworking musicians out there where they're just, they're trying to do their thing, you know, and they're, they're making a living like that. And that tell you what, any artist of any, any person that's an artist trying to make a living off of their art, more power to you. And I, I give you all the credit in the world because that is tough especially in Alabama, who's, you know, is not always the most uh, known for their creativity other than a select group of people, of course, and, um, but, you know, not known for supporting the arts. They support, you know, football, which I won't go into that crap, but, you know, but we're almost the bottom on education, but hey, you know, football, whatever. But anyway, I'll start a fire there. But there definitely should be more arts education in schools I think because even if you don't go into that you know it's not for everybody it's it's been shown that actually makes you smarter it makes you a well-rounded person to learn music or to learn the arts you know learn more about the arts because that's I think when you learn more about the arts and when you can comprehend art or get something from it you learn more about humanity as a whole and you learn about humanity, and then you can interact with humanity easier, and you understand the meaning behind things a lot more. That's, that's what I feel. 
but um you know not everybody may feel like that but that's kind of kind of the vibe that i got let's see how long i've been talking here what are we we're only 20 minutes in wait no i can't read i'm from holly pond oh here we go 30 minutes in yeah that's that's just like 20 minutes 30 minutes it's exactly the same so uh like i say it and that's another weird thing if you think about time time in itself is just the uh it's only an illusion because time is distance you know in space uh it's time is is the you know the the distance away from things it's not even it's like we we time things by the revolutions of the sun and things like that or revolution of us around the sun i sound like i'm starting to sound like mo brooks or something but um anyway but i I find it interesting it sort of starts freaking me out after a while if i think about it too hard i um i love i love time travel that's that's one of my favorite um subjects i've been obsessed with time travel that's for a long time since i was a kid because I was a uh, real big H.G. H. Wells fan. I read a bunch of his books as a little kid. And, uh, you know, The Time Machine, that's an all, all-time classic. I know they've made several versions of that, like movies, adaptations. I've got two of them on VHS. I got, like, the old, I think it was 60s version, and then they did one, I think, in the 2000s or something. They're pretty different, but... I wish they would do a new one. I think uh, I think they could make a really good one with today's uh, today's technology and stuff. I mean, like I really dug that Doctor Strange movie, but um, that uh, it was had some incredible effects on it. Oh, I just hit the microphone. That's going to sound good on that playback. Um, but that that Doctor Strange man, those all those comic book movies. It's crazy how they've really stepped up. Which I guess you put that much money into something, you're you're gonna come out with a, and you got quality people creating, you're gonna come out with something amazing usually. Speaking of quality uh, people creating Hollywood um, level um, special effects, I'm still, and I actually I've still got to finish the track. I'm I've been redoing the track. It draws me in. Um, I just I added a few uh, elements to it and just sort of changed it up a little bit, gave it a little different feel. But um, I got Russell Bowers is still working on this. It's going to be incredible. This video, uh, it's a it's a sci-fi western video, and this guy is no joke, man. He has worked on Fast and Furious, um, Piranha movie, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I'm trying to think of some other. What is that? Oh, he worked on Fantastic Four. I mean, all big Hollywood movies, and he's a great, just amazing special effects person, like digital stuff. And uh, he's shown me some stuff that he's done already, and I'm just thoroughly impressed. And he's a really cool dude too. And he's, you know, he was one of the some of the first uh, some like he's several people. He was one of the first people to sort of embrace my new sound, and he, you know, he. He dug uh, the one track, I guess, enough to do a video for it, which I, I'm eternally grateful for because um, 
because I really think it's going to be cool, and I can't wait to see the finished product because this guy is uh, really doing a great job, and um, that's about all. That's about all I got to say about that. And you know, I nothing surprises me now. I don't know what the future is going to hold, but I know, I know I'm going to keep trying to do what I do, be creative. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do exactly as far as uh, what kind of music I'll create in the future, what kind of art, what what I'll do. But I know it's going to be uh, what feels right. That's what I do. I just follow my instinct. And that it. I don't know. Peop, some people think I'm crazy uh, sometimes. Uh, no, people think I'm crazy all the time. But some people think I'm crazy about some of the directions I go creatively but i just i i fly from the seat of my pants you know i i act real goofy and stuff um i joke a lot but i really do take uh music and art in general very like dead serious because it means that much to me it really means that much to me and uh you know some i'll be honest with you some days i get really frustrated and I, i'm like I don't even know why the heck I'm doing this. I mean, what what purpose does it even serve? Uh, I've invested so much money in all this equipment and all this stuff, and I've spent so much time not even talk, not even thinking about all the time I've practiced, but talking about just thinking about things and trying to brainstorm and just because when you're a songwriter and things like that, you're never off duty. You're not. You're always thinking, and you're always. Uh, I guess with any kind of art, you know, you're always sort of thinking and sort of absorbing your environment to be inspired by something, or even to be inspired internally, um, you know, by by something you see in a dream or something. You know, who knows? But I guess that unconsciously or subconsciously has came from somewhere maybe i don't know maybe it comes from the cosmos who knows maybe it comes straight from god if you believe in god i don't know but always interesting always interesting oh man i'm almost out of coffee this is this is terrible drinking this iced coffee man it's gooder than hell gooder than hell so, yeah, what I was saying earlier um, about artists in general in Alabama, uh, you know, musicians and, um, you know, visual artists, dancers, whatever. And I'm not talking about just talking about strippers, <laughs> but, you know, any kind of arts. Um, I really, I really uh, care about what you're doing. I really appreciate you, how hard you, you work. I know that you don't always get credit, but you should. I know some people may call it in, may dial it in, half-ass it, but I find that many people, if they're that into something to do with the arts, then they're going to do it right. They're going to do the best they can to create or to uh, emulate, you know, so... Hats off to y'all. I just want to say that because I know that, uh, you know, sometimes you just need some encouragement because it's hard. It's hard to keep going sometimes. I completely, uh, completely understand that because 
like I said earlier, some days I just feel uh, frustrated and I don't, I don't feel like I'm actually accomplishing anything like, like, what is this actually doing? I'm creating this. And I, I guess when people actually give me feedback, it's not, I do it for myself. You have to do it for yourself. You have to do what you feel is right. That's the most important thing. I think David Bowie said something like that, and he's, he was a wise person, of course. But you have to, you have to create for yourself first because I feel like that's, that's the raw origin of everything. That being said, you, if you're an entertainer, I know that it's also important to interact with who your crowd is and who your, uh, who your audience is. So I know that there is a certain element of that. Um, you know, I want it, I'm an entertainer and if I'm doing a live show, I want you to have fun. I want you to enjoy yourself. I mean, that's, that's the main reason I wear these ridiculous elaborate rhinestone suits and stuff, because I care about the people who paid money or at least just came to see me play and have given me support, I want to put on a good show for you. I want you to be entertained because I respect my audience. I respect people that have spent their hard-earned money to, you know, buy my CD, the shirt, whatever. Um, you know, they've, they've uh, supported me, and I, I take that seriously, and I'm greatly, eternally grateful and appreciative of that. I love that something that makes me happy and makes me feel good can help other people or maybe not even help them. If, if anything, just distract them, you know, for a little while uh, so they won't have to worry about their problems in life or something. Or some of my maybe darker songs, you know, they can sort of, they can sort of uh, understand that other people can relate to their situations maybe. That's, that's just... That's how I've thought about other artists that I like and I listen to, you know, like stuff like Hank Williams Sr., where, uh, you know, they're really uh, some low songs and low points, but you sort of, there's a human element there that you're like, yeah, I understand that. I know exactly what he's going through, and he's speaking my language, you know. So I think that's a, uh, that's a common connection with art and music in general. And, um, tell you what, been talking for a while. I think I normally do these up to 50 minutes or something. I don't know how I ended up with 50 minutes as my number. It just sort of happened one day when I started doing them. So I don't really have a, for, a definite format. That was, I don't know, that's, that was, that sort of was a weird accident. Um, but I'm over 30 minutes now. I may cut this one shorter than I have been. I feel like I've talked a lot <laughs> about a lot of stuff in a short period of time. I've got a, uh, I'm thinking about starting to do some phone interviews and stuff. So if y'all want to get, uh, talked on the show or, you know, you want to, um, you want to be on the show, especially if you're an artist of any kind or you play music or you do anything like that, I'd definitely be uh, possibly interested to talk to you. Uh, I've got it set up, I think, where I can do that. And uh, so just uh, if, you, if you know anybody, 
And I know lots of people I could I could holler at, but I figured I'd put that out there. Um, I'm considering doing that. I think that might could be interesting because I know lots of interesting people. And uh, I don't want it to all be, even though this is the TMFP podcast or whatever the heck it is, I don't want to always just talk about myself, which I could. I don't think I'm all that great. You know, honestly, I just have a lot of stories and uh, I have a lot of opinions and I have a lot of uh, knowledge about particular weird subjects. <laughs> Not anything actual helps you to, you know, live and live a healthy life. But, you know, I got a lot of knowledge about things that aren't important. No, they're important to me, but maybe not everybody. But I'll tell you what, I, this is weird though. When I, when I get on here, I just talk to myself for however long. And I literally, I am talking to myself. I'll say something. And then as I hear myself say something, I'm like, okay, I got a rebuttal to that now. <laughs> So I think that's um, I think that must be how I can talk for this long, <laughs> just about, with no game plan. I literally just pick up the microphone, I hit record, first first t- try. That's as you can tell by me uh, going. Bub, dub, dub, dub. It's it's the first time I hit record. It's all from the cuff, and I just start talking, and whatever's on my mind, I'll start talking about it, and. That's how I do it. That's that's how I do it. You know, I may eventually make it more elaborate. I had a uh, idea there for a while. I was going to try to do the TMFP sort of TV show thing, you know. But I'm I'm a perfectionist, especially when it's to do with video and stuff, because I used to do that for a living. So it, it kind of makes it harder because there's a lot of footage I have to compile and. You know, I have to sit there and edit it, and it, it takes a good while, and I, I don't really have a format for that yet. So I think I'm going to keep kind of doing this podcast thing right now because it seems like a good, happy medium. I Like I say, I can kind of pick it up, pick up the mic, and just start uh, talking, and it doesn't take a huge amount of time because I'm sort of limited on time with I work as a biomolecular equipment technician during the day all through the week and then I have my music I'd rather spend a lot of that time working on music but I do like talking talking to y'all and it's almost like a I'm talking to a dang psychiatrist because <laughs> I'm getting all this out and uh, it's not anything really bad or I think it's just sometimes good to uh, to just let things out you know that's on your mind even if it's good or bad it uh I think it's very uh, therapeutic maybe uh, but yeah, this has been the TMFP podcast. Tell you what, I hope, I, how many times have I said, I tell you what, I don't know, a lot. It's so weird that, uh, maybe it's not weird, but I've noticed one of the things, I, maybe I'm too self-aware, but some one of the things I do when I do something goofy I immediately think about it and like I answer myself or ask myself a question like, why are you doing this? Why are you? uh, It's like I have several, uh, several dudes up there having a conversation and I don't know. Sometimes I worry, not really worry, but I guess just, just how I am. I think it, (laughs) I think it might have something to do with, uh, 
you know, I have epilepsy, a frontal lobe epilepsy, and there were some crazy people in, in a, over time, if you Google that, all the people that had that frontal lobe epilepsy, it, uh, there's some interesting uh, people, famous people. It's sort of, it's a, uh, can affect your emotions and different things like that. So I don't know. I wonder sometimes if that has to do with sort of how my brain works partially. I don't know. I think it was just given to me. And uh, this is what I got. This is the body I got. This is the brain I got. I just got to use it the best I can. And that's what you should do. Use it the best you can. And uh, I appreciate y'all. I say this a lot, but I really do mean it. I appreciate anybody that supports me in any way. Even just sharing my post uh, that I make on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Speaking of, if you'd like to um, see me on Facebook, mine is uh, facebook.com slash TonyPurdue76. So add me on there or whatever you do, you know, friend me, whatever you want to do. And then actually uh, my, my actual official music page is, uh, you know, facebook.com slash music. So definitely add me on that too or follow me on there or like whatever i'm getting my social media things confused and uh over on twitter somehow i lucked out and i've got um it's just at tony purdue so i've got tony purdue so it's twitter at tony purdue so that's pretty easy to remember and then um my instagram be sure to follow me on there i post a lot of interesting pictures or they are to me maybe uh is tony tmfp so at tony tmfp that's my instagram so do me a favor and add me on that or follow me on that or stalk me on that whatever you want to do but let's communicate i feel like communication is important Social media is a double-edged sword. You know, you got the selfie queens and all that, you know, the narcissist. But um, in a lot of ways, it's good for the communication. I've met lots of great people through Facebook and social media. So it definitely is not a bad thing. It's just sort of like anything else. It's a tool, and it's how you use it. And um, I think that's the important thing. But I tell you what, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to say I tell you what about a thousand more times. I am going to get off of here and then I'm going to go get another cup of coffee because I was told in my DNA, te uh, DNA test from 23andMe that I was more likely to consume more caffeine. That's an actual test on the health thing, so I, I thought that was interesting. But I hope y'all have a good night, a good afternoon, and a pleasant tomorrow. We'll see you next time. Bye, y'all.